I'm going to have the kids come on up here this morning. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this a little bit uh, on the fly here. And uh, why, don't I, why don't the kids come up? We're going to do a little... You guys get to be a part of the sermon this morning, or at least you get to listen. Why don't you just sit right here on this row? Let's do it that way, right there. That's perfect. That's perfect. Now, I would like you to face this way so you can see the screen, though. All right? And we got another row right over here. It's a little awkward if your feet are down there, but I got to have your head back here. But you can do it. You can do it. Great, great, great. We got any others that are coming up? Okay. Looks like we got a, quite a group here. You guys, right after I saw you head out, just like you normally do, after, uh, after communion, after our offering, and uh, head out there, but today you get to stay in here and be a part of this sermon, and I'm going to try to say some things from Luke's gospel that are both important for the adults, but also for all of us, all the kids up here, and so... I, I want to tell you this little story. When I was, um, I think I was in first grade. You've heard this one? You would, Boone. You've heard it. He's already, see, when I put the kids to bed, they always want stories. So I'm, run, I'm running out, all right? But uh, uh, this one was, I was in first grade, and I was on the bus, and there was a, there was a certain kid on the bus that uh, he would say, you can't sit there. And I said, well, why can't I sit there? And he said, you can't sit there because I said you can't. That's why. And his uh, name, which I will not mention here since we're recording the sermon, and, uh, but many, many years ago it was, but I got tired of him talking that way to me. Anybody else ever feel like that where you... Somebody has just said some stuff to you, and you're like, why are they saying that to me? I don't know what's going on. And I finally, I said to him, you can't tell me what to do. And then he smacked me in the nose. <laughs> and I started, my nose started bleeding. And I'm on the bus, and the bus pulls into the school, and I got blood coming down my face and down my shirt and all of this, and... And uh, that wasn't a very good situation at all. Well, do you know what? As we've been going through the Gospel of Luke, there are some people that don't like Jesus and want to kind of tell him what to do and what not to do, even though he's from God. He's God's son. They think they know better. And we might call them religious bullies. Okay, I had a bully on the bus there, but sometimes there are religious bullies. And Jesus said then in this passage, he said, it's going to be really hard if you want to follow me. Some parts of it are like really easy. It's really easy sometimes to be in church and it's fun and you feel accepted and your friends are here and you feel like more, like it's easier than being at school. But there are other times when following Jesus can get really difficult. And Jesus wanted his disciples to know that and that's what this whole passage is about. There are some times where it can be pretty hard. And so I just want us to, want us to think for a minute about what do we do about those bullies, people who are against us or against our faith. And uh, here was the passage that we put up. 
Well, there's first of verse four. I want you to see this one. This is kind of a, this is the first, this is the verses that went right before uh, Phoebe and Ruby read this morning. Those two pass, there's two nice verses. Here's a really hard verse. And here's what it says. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body like my friend on the bus. He might be able to beat me up. And after that can do no more, but I'll show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after your body has been killed has the authority to throw you into hell. Children's Sunday. Do you know that's the only place the word, this word Gehenna, hell, is used in the entire Gospel of Luke? So we might want to think about how it's being used, but it's a tough word. And he's saying, he has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, we should fear him. Well, I got to wondering about this passage, and so I looked up another translation. That's the message translation. I want you to see how he translates it. Eugene Peterson says, I'm speaking to you friends, you friends who are trying to figure out what to do about your bullies. Don't be bluffed into silence or insincerity by the threats of religious bullies. True, they can kill you, but then what can they do? Well, that would be pretty bad if they did kill you, right? But it's actually happening in some parts of the world, okay? There's nothing they can do to save your soul, your core being. And I like the way he translates that. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body and soul, in his hands. Now, that's a lot to think about for all the adults here, but I want to say it this way. When bullies make your life hard, fear God, who is stronger than any bully. Realize that when other people, what they think about you, it just really doesn't matter nearly as much is what God thinks about you. And I want you to tell you something. God is crazy about you. He really, really loves you and cares for you. So that's what's most important. I want to put up a picture here. This couple of months ago, we were out in San Diego. You remember that? Yep, the Grimshaws and the Criders were out there. And we're out in San Diego, and there was this big ship. It's called the USS Midway. It's an aircraft carrier, and you can land planes on that thing and take planes off. Planes land, and they, and they take off from there. And it's just absolutely massive. How many of us have seen, that been out to San Diego and seen this? Yes, it's an amazing, amazing uh, ship. I'm sure there are others like it, but it, we were certainly impressed. And what I want to say about it, it's, it's big, and uh, it's, 
we have to respect it when we're climbing up it and you know trying to keep the whole family together because because there are a lot of stairwells and a lot of where areas where you could smack your head where things could go wrong where you could lose people down in there because there are multiple tiers to this thing so so we wanted to respect its weight and its size and its history and its purpose and I think that that's what Jesus is saying about what we need to do with God is we need to fear him when it says fear him that's what that fear looks like fear God like you would fear this ship now let's go back from that and let's with that background and that's the backdrop the verses right before the verses that Ruby and Phoebe read to us and we need to look at those again for just a minute are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God. How much do you think a sparrow, let's go ahead and put up our next picture, how much do you think a sparrow is worth? Yeah, probably not too much. Maybe, you know, back in their day, they might have paid a couple of pennies for a sparrow to offer it as a sacrifice in the temple. Five cents with inflation? Yeah, okay. okay. Makes sense. At least, yeah, we have a, that's right. That makes a lot of sense. So we got inflation. So it might be worth a little more than that. But, you know, there are a lot of sparrows around these days, and they aren't worth all that much. Because think about them. They're tiny. They, you can't really eat them because there's not much to eat. No, you, you, I don't think they lay eggs as far as I know, and even if they did, I'm not sure I would want to eat the sparrow. Could you teach a sparrow to do a trick? Maybe. Uh, that would be a tricky, that would be good, but probably not. Say that they just don't have a whole lot of value. But what is the passage saying? God will not forget a single one of them. That's how well he remembers. And just like he remembers the sparrow, he remembers you. Now there's another passage here, and that's verse 7. He says, indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. He completes the thought. Okay, I want you to hear that this morning. I want you to hear that. I want each one of us who are dealing with bullies of all kinds in our life to hear this. The hairs on our head. How many hairs do you think you have on your head? Less, less than I used to. 100,000. Do you know it... It's between 90,000, there used to be, Don, somewhere between 90,000 and 150,000, depending on the color of your hair. Isn't that interesting? Some of us have more hair follicles than others. A minute ago, he said, fear, fear God. Now he says, don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by all the bully talk because you're worth more. God knows about every one of the hairs on your head and you're worth more than a, what is that you always tell me, Gates, about how that like, big number? Um, 
You always say Google? Yeah. Google, okay, it's bigger than Google. I mean, it's bigger than Google. It's a gazillion. It's a gazillion, gazillion. You're worth more than a gazillion canaries. Let me tell you the second point. When bullies make your life hard, trust God. Don't miss this point, guys. Oh, you got one? You got one of the hairs? God knows about it. When bullies make your life hard, trust God more than anyone or anything else in the world. Let me put it one more way. One more way this morning. I'm going to see if this makes sense to you. I want you to think about it. I've never written it this way. I've never actually even said it this way. But I want you to think about this. We fear God without being afraid of God. It seems to me that that's what this passage brings all together. That we recognize Him for all who he is. He's as big as, big as that aircraft carrier and bigger. And so we respect him, but we recognize he's going to take care of us. It's a reason to pray. It's a reason to trust him more. It's a reason to make decisions for him, even when it's hard to do. You guys have been amazing this morning. Go on back to your seats for just a second. I'm going to give three or four more minutes for the adults. As I struggled with this message this week and trying to think about how to relate it to the kids, I was also struck because over the last few weeks I've been and maybe it's partly due to the class we're having upstairs and it's also due to the algorithms that are at work in the world okay whether you're on Bing or Google or wherever you are because as I was preparing this and then in conversations with people, I am struck by how many adults are saying, I can no longer believe this. I can no longer put my trust in the goodness of God. Some of their arguments are pretty compelling. And certainly the ones who rant and rave about it are, are uh, persuasive as any preacher. And in this complex, sophisticated, scientific, technological, humanistic world we live in, I think it's a relevant question as it is much as it is for the little ones, for each one of us. Will you fear and trust the God that Jesus knows. Knowing that he knows a million times better than he knows the five sparrows or the 150,000 or less hairs on your head. And yet, I, this is not 
railing against other people. I just know folks that are saying, I just don't believe anymore. And while the invitation of the passage is for us to trust God in any and every situation, particularly during those times where we feel this resistance, this bullying, here's the truth, I think, for many in our culture today, maybe some of you this morning. You're not able. And I want to encourage you that even if you're not able to muster the faith that Jesus is expecting, requiring, inviting to, that you will not give up. Do not run away from the community of believers. Don't leave the faith even when you cannot believe. And I'm going to tell you why. I believe that our faith is deeper and wider than what we believe. In other words, it includes not just our rational thoughts. So many of us are such rational beings that we forget about our heart and our actions and the community. Look, you can act like a Christian even when you can't believe like one. And you might find yourself in time acting yourself back into one. Because while sometimes we cannot believe in Jesus, what I believe the scripture is telling us is that Jesus still believes in God. Now I want you to think about that. It's a bit of a paradigm shift from the way most of us have been geared to think. Jesus, while we sometimes cannot believe in Jesus, Jesus still believes. And that's the message of this passage. He trusts fully in the Father in this way. So I think there are times where Jesus believes for us. He believes... In fact, there are two different passages with, uh, in the New Testament that make the point, and I've said it, I'm saying it this way this morning, it is not always faith in Christ, but the faith of Christ. Do you get the distinction? It's not always my faith that's going to get me through, it's the faith of Jesus in the Father that will get us through. It doesn't all ride on our faith in God, but our faith that Jesus has faith in God. His fear and trust in this passage before the cross, his fear and trust take him to the cross. His fear and trust all the way faithful 
when we cannot believe, he believes. So let me wind it up this way this morning. When the bullies come out, I want you to know, just as Philippians chapter 4 says, there's a peace from God that what? Surpasses understanding, transcends understanding, rationale. We can't even put it all together, yet it's there. Likewise, Ephesians chapter 3, Paul says, I want you to know a love that surpasses knowledge. You may say, I don't get it. And yet God's got the love. And he keeps it going. The term to describe all of this is the buoyancy of God. God's good ability to hold us up. It is beyond our confidence and our understanding and our explanation just when we cannot hold ourselves if we will simply relax, surrender, to use the metaphor of buoyancy, float. God will provide. When the bullies come out, my question is this. Will you surrender to love?